And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Friday afternoon, it's time to talk finances with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Good afternoon. How are we? We're good? We're very, very good. I had a lovely time in Queensland, even though Beautiful. it rained over the entire Easter weekend. Apparently, the weather here was fantastic. Weather here was absolutely dynamite, but I can handle some hot rain in a hot environment. <laughs> it takes the edge off the rain, doesn't it? It makes it a little bit less painful. So. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't super cold or anything, so it was no. quite pleasant. But here we are. We're here to talk finances today, and mm. this is... Uh, this is uh, obviously a big question. Insurance, how much tax do I pay in accumulation or in pension? Now, just how much tax do I pay? That's a question that yeah. grabs your attention. Yeah. And look, that's, you know, the, the, the insurance aside, that's just a typo. Um, it's, it's very it's very poignant at the moment. I'm having a lot of questions about that. And I find there's some general assumptions that people make that are way off base. So I thought we'd just sort of break things down and sort of address some of those misconceptions or some of the pub ideas that people come in with saying that I can only get my money tax-free after 60 or my PSS pension's tax-free over 60. And it's important to sort of take a step back and look at what are we working with, i.e. am I accumulating super or am I in a pension taking money out of super? Mm. And then it's important to make a distinction between am I in a standard superannuation or pension account and do I have a defined benefit scheme like CSS, PSS, DFRDB or MSBS, which is relevant for a, a large portion of the population. I have a suspicion that the people behind uh, designing our superannuation system wanted to make it as complicated as possible just to confuse people like me. And I do think mm. that maybe Peter's, Peter Costello might have got it back to front when he made the uh, the output of the super at the other end tax-free, uh, but you still get taxed on the way going in, you get taxed on your earnings. Mm. Uh, I thought to get maximum bang for, bang for your buck, the ideal arrangement would be the money going into super will be tax-free, the earnings would be tax-free as long as it's still in the super, and then you get taxed on its way out at the other end when you've already made your millions. That would work very well. But, of course, governments don't listen to me, do they? Well, (laughs) the the same argument could be made. I'm a big advocate of, you know, if people want to work hard and save and and fund themselves in retirement, I think the contribution cap of 25000 is, you know, it's ridiculous, and people should work on a, a speeding fine system is, you know, the, the, the more you earn, the more you can put in so that yeah. nobody's disadvantaged. But if you earn $100,000 in wages, you can't put $100,000 in a super because you need to live. Of course. So you haven't missed out on anything. So I think there's a way they could, you know, improve things. But I think it's 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 something that we need mm. to be mindful of. Offshore. And, of course, we're not here to talk about what if. We're talking about mm. how things actually are. So it does get a little bit complicated. So yeah. um, what are the differences, of course, uh, when we're talking about the accumulation phase and the pension yep. phase? And the, the tax treatment does change, doesn't it? It does. So let's break it into two sides. We've got – when I say superannuation, I mean we're accumulating super. We're putting yep. money in, which is – a large portion of your working life. And then to get your money out, you need to reach your Commonwealth Preservation Age, which is a specific age depending on the year that you're born. But any born, born after 1965, you can draw a line in the sand and say you're going to be accumulating super until the age of 60. So that, that puts you into pension phase. So if we just start with super, money inside superannuation is taxed at a rate of 15% or less. Okay. If you want to make a general assumption, you pay 15%. If you're in a fund where you're generating franking credits, um, which is the tax paid by the investments that you hold, you can use that to reduce the total tax inside your fund. If you are in pension phase, so you've retired, let's say you're over 60 and you're taking money out of your account now, you go from paying 15% tax in the fund to zero. The money that comes out to you over the age of 60 
you pay zero tax. Now, the caveat there is something called the transfer balance cap, which we've touched on in previous shows. And that's the maximum amount of total super that you can have to be able to take advantage of an account-based pension where you're taking money out of your accumulated super. That amount is $1.6 million, which is going to index uh, on the 1st of July. Right. Now, the, the important thing for people in Canberra to keep in mind is that if you have a $50,000 defined benefit pension, you multiply that by 16, which is the factor that you use to work out its market value for this test. There's $800,000 of your $1.6 that you've used up with your defined benefit income stream. If you've got a $100,000 pension, you're out. Right. Because you're at 1.6 with just that pension, which means that anything you have inside of super is getting taxed at 15%. But that's that's a first world problem for a group of people. You know, let's not worry about that too much. So pension money coming out over 60, tax-free. Superannuation money not being withdrawn, taxable at 15%. Then we have a hybrid version of that, which is called a transition to retirement pension, which we've covered off in previous shows. That's where you've met your Commonwealth preservation age, but you are still working. Mm -hmm. Now, in the past, these used to be tax-free and were very, very advantageous from a strategic perspective because you could still be working, start a pension with your benefits, take out a maximum of 10%, but inside the fund you got zero tax benefits, which was fantastic. The ATO then had a look at it and went, mm, we don't like the smell of that. We're going to tax it as if it's in accumulation phase. We'll still let you take the money out, and if you're over 60, it's tax-free. But all of the earnings inside the fund are still taxed at 15%. So they're the three phases that we need to think about. Superannuation, transition to retirement pension, and then accumulation – oh, sorry, um, account-based pension where you've met yep. a condition of release. Now, little sneaky one on the side – need to keep in mind that CSS and PSS pensions are not automatically tax-free because you hit 60. They are treated differently to a standard superannuation and pension account because the money is accumulated in a different way. Right. Now, a large portion of your pension may be tax-free coming out of CSS and PSS, but you cannot make the assumption that it's all tax-free. Okay? Over the age of 60, you get a 10% rebate okay, on the taxable part of your pension. And we don't want to delve into that rabbit hole today, but it's it's advantageous for people that have that income stream. But please don't make the assumption that because your I estimator from the software said you're going to get $85,000, you divide that by 26 and think that's going to be your fortnightly income. It may or it may not be, depending on a, a range of other factors. So it's important to just squash that general assumption that I hear as well is, oh, well, it's okay, I'm over 60, it's all tax-free, not if you're in a defined benefit scheme in some situations. Right. So they're the, the key things to sort of break down there. Another misconception that we have in relation to tax is, I have to be over 60 to pull money out on a tax-free basis. Now, again, not actually the case. And I'll give you two examples of why not. There is something called a low-rate threshold. Um, it's also referred to as a taxable lifetime limit, and that this year is $215,000. Now, a little backstory to that. Whenever we put money into super, it generally goes in as a taxable contribution. Yes. Could be personal deductions or from your employer, superannuation yes. guarantee, or a tax-free contribution where you've saved money in your hot little hand, you've put it into superannuation, and you haven't claimed a tax deduction. Yeah. And generally speaking, all superannuation, if you sort of look under the hood, 
and your fund says, I have a million dollars, on your statements at the end of the year or any time during the year, you can go to your fund and say, what is my taxable percentage and what is my tax-free percentage? Now, this is where this threshold comes into play. Let's say I'm 59 and I'd love to be able to go on a holiday and I need $100,000 out of my super to do so. Let's say you want to pay your house off. Let's say you want to deposit on an investment property. Yeah. You can go to your fund at 59, provided that you've met your preservation age under the law, yep. and you can say, give me $100,000. Now, what we need to keep in mind here is any withdrawal from super is done on a percentage basis. So if I've got $100 coming out and half of my fund is taxable and half is untaxed, it comes out 50-50 on a percentage basis. Right. So that, that little loophole there or that little threshold of 215, keep in mind, really handy for people at 57, 58, 59, where you've already met your preservation age. Don't think you need to go to 60 to get it out tax-free. You have the ability to take out up to $215,000 regardless of the underlying components of your fund and pay zero tax because I get that one a lot. I have to wait till 60 to get my money out tax-free. No, not necessarily. The second workaround here is, let's say I had $400,000 that I'd inherited, sold an asset, and I wanted to put it into my superannuation and start a pension. I can make a non-concessional contribution to super, which means I take money from my own name, put it into super and don't claim a tax deduction, and I start a pension immediately with that money. Because the money went in tax-free, it comes out tax-free and I can be under 60. Now, that's a very good way of uh, equalising superannuation balances between uh, couples. It's a very good way of putting money into superannuation and locking in the tax-free components, which has two key benefits. One, the money comes out to you tax-free under 60. And two, because you started a pension, the tax-free components of that money are locked forever, and if you die, it goes to your children on a tax-free basis. Because the next big misconception is, oh, the kid money can go to my kids, it's tax-free. Ba-boom. No, not at all. A child ceases to be a dependent under the Tax Act over 18, and money's paid out of super to adult children who are non-dependent, is taxed at 17%. And nobody likes paying tax for no reason no. if they can avoid it. So there are some key th- sort of basic levels of, 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 of how things work and, and you need to think about which bucket you're in, super, transition or pension, and then you need to think about how I'm going to take my money out because there are ways that you can use the legislation in your favour to limit the amount of tax that you pay on an, uh, a withdrawal from either super or pension going forwards. Fascinating stuff. Now, of course, uh, there are, I would be, I assume, be a number of things that might impact the taxable components of your fund. Yeah, look, that's that's a lot to take in on a Friday afternoon, and I'm feeling exhausted after saying that. But I'll bet you are. But look, it's almost <laughs> it's, beer o'clock, so it's, just chill. You know? I think it's really important that we sort of address that at a high level because I find people come in with those misconceptions, mm. and they may have already run a whole load of scenarios around the dinner table with that in mind, not realising that it actually is or isn't so. And sometimes they're they're very happy to find out that, hang on, we can put money into super and start a pension straight away under 60, Mm -hmm. and then we can take the rest of our money later and still have the best of both worlds. We've got flexibility and liquidity. We've also paid no tax, and we can access the rest of our super when we get to that magical 60, um, because there are some benefits of getting older. So 
What impacts the, the, the components, as I said before, how's the money gone in? If you salary sacrifice, if you have superannuation guarantee payments from your employer, then that's generally added to your taxable component. If you've been saving money in on an after-tax basis, that forms part of your tax-free component. Some other things to consider in relation to when you take your money out is how Mm -hmm. old and whether you can use the threshold or a pension. If you start a pension under the age of 60, you can, but you may pay tax on some of the money coming out. So that's why that lump sum... Uh, that taxable lifetime limit can be really flexible for those couple of years that you're leading up to 60. So from a strategy point, you'd make some lump sum withdrawals and not start a pension potentially. And then when you hit 60, turn the rest of your fund into a pension and you've had a couple of extra years of tax-free drawings, which may be advantageous depending on your broader situation. All right, it's very complicated, but as a, a you know, unless I've got this wrong, as a, as a basic rule of thumb, if you were putting after-tax money into your super fund, you can get that back out again, tax-free because you already paid tax when you Spot earned on. the income in the first place. Spot on. Yep. Whereas if you're putting money in that was pre-tax income, mm-hmm. and it might have been taxed at fifteen percent going in, like all super is, mm-hmm. but uh, if you pull it out under these circumstances, you're still going to be paying tax on it. Potentially. Again, it depends on your age and it depends on how you take it, but you're spot on. That's exactly right. Well, you know, I like to see things in as simple a light as I possibly can, and uh, sometimes I get it right and sometimes I'm not quite there. But uh, that's what you're here for, to to fill in those details. So, yes, when we're in that situation where we might be liable for tax on taking money out, under those specific circumstances, Mm. then you might be able to get it out tax-free. Yeah, it's it's, again, it's about, like I've always said, Start with why. What am I trying to achieve? Why am I taking the money out? I need it out for X, okay? Can I take it out as a lump sum? Is it better for me to start a pension? It could be leading into June, great time to be starting a pension because if you're over 60 and still working, what if you took $20,000 out as a tax-free pension Mm -hmm. and then put $20,000 into superannuation and claimed 100% of that money as a tax deduction? Wow, that sounds pretty good. That's so like a magic trick. It's 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 a bit of smoke and mirrors, but <laughs> not illegal. That's a rabbit um, out of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really again, it's about understanding why am I taking it out mm. and what am I trying to achieve with it and what's the best way to maintain as much flexibility and control over my assets as possible, but getting the best tax outcome that you can achieve to get the best bang for your buck because you spent your lifetime working to save it. Indeed. Today we're talking about how much tax do I pay in the accumulation or pension phase of my superannuation, and we've uh, covered a lot of complicated ground this afternoon, but look, well, what, are the, yeah. what are the key strategy tips to maximise tax-free income? That's what we like. Yeah, so, you know, if you're leading up to retirement and 30 June's coming up quick and fast, um, try and get as much money into superannuation as possible. Use your non-concessional threshold of $100,000. That will become $110,000 on the 1st of July with indexation. So use that type of contribution to get money outside of super into super. Have a think about mixing the components of taxable and tax-free. If you've got a fund and it's all taxable, you may not want to put a non-concessional into that fund because you're reducing the tax-free access under the age of 60. That's a mouthful, but just be mindful of it. Don't just think, right, I'll throw it into the fund that I've got because it could have adverse implications that you're not even aware of. So just know that. If you want to have a look at your statement after the show, pull it up, see what your taxable tax-free makeup is, and that'll give you a percentage breakdown of what's already in there. Um, Think about the withdrawal and contribution strategy prior to retirement. For those that are thinking about pulling stumps at 30 June, you may be able to 
retire, pull money out, which is reducing the taxable component, yep. and put it back in and increase the tax-free component. That may not make a big difference to you, but it'll definitely make a huge difference to your kids if they were to get your money on your death because, as I said before the break, the more tax-free component you have in super, the more tax-free money your children get and you're limiting tax that they will incur. So that's really beneficial because at the end of the day, we just end up working for our kids, don't we? Um, well, that's what, <laughs> From that's, the very beginning. That's what my five-year-old tells me all the time. Daddy, I like the monies. Um, divide your assets between the two the, of you. The, the, the secret, though, is to live long enough to become a burden to your children. <laughs> I'm going to try. Um Divide up your assets. You know, we spoke before about tax-free money up to the transfer balance cap. If there's, uh, if you're in a coupled environment and you can pull some money out of person A's name and put it into person B's name to ensure that everything you have is tax-free, think about doing that. Also, think about super splitting. It's a good way to move money into the older person's name and you don't lose any of the tax efficiencies of your deductions. And 30 June, again, is coming quickly. It's not something that you can accumulate. You need to do it on a year-by-year basis. So if you haven't super split to your partner and he or she is older than you, think about doing that before 30 June because once the end of the financial year hits, you've lost the ability to look mm. backwards on that one. So, yes, the pages of the calendar are flipping over oh, very rapidly, aren't it's, they? It's, it's, it won't be long until we start talking about what to do before June 30. That, that'll, that'll be our topic for a couple of weeks, won't it? I, I think we might, might just make that June. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's just absolutely crazy how fast the weeks are wheeling by. So, yeah, here we are in the final quarter of the financial year and it's mm. uh, clocking by very quickly. Yeah, so look, there, there's some key things people can think about don't mix your components maximize your non-concessional contributions lead into 30 june if you're going to quit make your deductible contributions to claim a tax deduction and if you can use the carried forward legislation because your super is under 500 look in previous two financial years at how much you didn't use towards your contribution cap of twenty five thousand dollars and throw that money in and if you pull it out of an offset account at two percent i can pretty much guarantee you you'll be better off doing that than, than paying income tax at your marginal rate so indeed so Luke where can listeners get more information yeah so look if you if you if you're unsure about your components what you're going to do how you're going to take it how you can get your money out of you thinking about winding into retirement um 62604749 um the girls in the office are taking appointments for July at the moment um so it's 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 a little bit out of control um we've got envisionfinancial.com.au we've got the knowledge center there there's a library of technical information people can watch we've got the strategy stack of Luke talks money on iTunes and Spotify and we've got Envision Financial Canberra on YouTube where we've got the recordings of the show so you can watch it on your phone and take the key pieces of information before and after the break. Um, and look, if, if you're an advisor out there and you, you're considering a change, you'd like a new opportunity where in the in the market for an advisor to join the team. Um, ah, you need somebody to do the work for you so you can sit back, relax and go to the golf co- go, golf course, is that it? <laughs> I need somebody to help me see my, my children. Um, yeah, so look, we're, we're looking for an advisor to join the team. Um, so if you've got experience with self-managed super funds, personal super and risk insurance, um, contact the office, 62604749. Um, come in and have a chat and I say we're looking for somebody... Um, sooner rather than later and there's an opportunity there for someone who's a good communicator hungry and um, likes looking after people fantastic stuff Luke thanks very much for coming in pleasure we'll catch you again at the same time next Friday with another look at financial matters see you next Friday